welcome back to Roam Spirits, the one-man podcast about this guy's quest for some enjoyment through video games and relatively anything somewhat nerdy. So today I want to talk about free-to-play slash mobile apps and games. So this environment that we live in now, there's so many different apps that we can go through and choose and so many different games. And I remember when I first had my first cell phone, I mean, it was the most bare-bones cell phone I've ever I've ever seen. But really there was not much to it. There wasn't really any too many games. I took some pictures, you know, and now I look back and I look and, and look at the games that I have now on my phone. The main two ones I play is Marvel Strike Voice force and star wars galaxy of heroes and man i will tell you what these games are extremely addictive but i will say the one thing that's biggest about them is that the fact that they are such a money grab and i've got sucked in you know i unfortunately am not free to play when it comes to star wars galaxy of heroes and i have spent a decent amount of money when i see a decent amount a good chunk of money on getting characters that in the end don't get you any farther in the game. So when I think about mobile games and everything from Candy Crush to any game where they say buy crystals or get energy, I mean, it really does suck the money out of your wallet. And this year for Christmas, I went through and asked uh, family members only for Apple uh, gift cards Oh my gosh, man, I think about that now. So I played this now I played Star Wars for two years. And for two years for Christmas I've only asked for Apple gift cards. And then, you know, when I think about it, if I add up just those gift cards, how much have I spent? And man, ugh, it's too much. But with with Star Wars, what it got me is that a friend of mine plays this and, you know, he's extremely, extremely good. And He's been playing it for what five years, and I've only been—I was only playing it for a few weeks—and he's like, "Wow, this is really bad. I don't remember how bad this game was at the beginning." Um, and all of a sudden, this thing came up: spend a hundred dollars, and automatically you get like forty characters up to five stars. And I'm like, a hundred dollars? Oh my gosh! Like, there's—I rarely ever spend a hundred dollars on any type of game. Um, I can think of. You know, like Brawl uh, on the Switch, and then I also bought it on the Wii U. You know, I think about that, but I, that's that's for some reason different for me. Uh, Fallout 4, I think I bought like twice um, just for, I have the ability to play mods. So, I mean, I've done it. You know, I've spent some money. So, you know, I thought at the time, I'm like, all right, so this is it. You know, I'm, I'm going to invest. Technically, it's free to play. So that means I'm going to put $100 down on this, and then I'm just going to go through and continue on. Yeah, hundred dollars went down. Yeah, I think I mean I I do say that first hundred dollars did get me somewhere. I was able to unlock a bunch of different characters, able to get a bunch of different legendaries. I remember going through and unlocking Sidious, um, getting Anakin. Can Anakin is always my my favorite character in all Star Wars, and it allowed me to get into a decent guild. And I think I was GPA. Um, you know, GP level, I think, was going to be roughly around 1 million or so. So, again, if you're not playing the game, you know, it's, it's I'm just talking gibberish right now. But really, when it comes to the free-to-play side of it, I was like, okay, $100. 
here we go. I invested 100, basically just like I got the day one edition of some game with a downloadable content. So go through, and then I can remember there are these little money grabs. You know, 4.99 here, 19.99 for for energy. And now, you know, I think back and I look at it, and I started to tally up how much money I spent, and it is embarrassing. It really is embarrassing. And then when I started looking online at some of these players, which they call whales or krakens, which again, these are so new new terms in the world. You know, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars on this. And at first, I'm like, how in the world? There's there's no way. How do you do that? And well. I can see how because, you know, I watch a couple different people on YouTube. Um, Arnold uh, is one of them, and he is a huge Kraken now. So first off, watching a lot of his videos when he was first, first starting, just some random guy playing, you know, the Star Wars game and basically loud Star Wars guy. And then all of a sudden now he, every single character that comes out, he is going through and spending every dollar he can and there was one character which that got me i'm a huge mando fan so uh mandalorian obviously season two just came out and they released beskar armor so but to get beskar armor <laughs> i had to go through and get ig11 quill uh and others all the way up to where they needed to be and tell you what um every dollar that I could muster I put into it and then finally when Beskar armor came out man they just they slow played getting IG and then Quill to where they need to be but guess who spent some money to you know to unlock that guy I get him and basically it's not just that that you unlock it then you have to get gear I move them all the way up to the top gear level which guess what then they released relic stuff so then I got them all the way up to relic 7 which is means he is the strongest best car armor you can get go through and honestly he's not very good uh, so <laughs> I, I just think about that. So I went through and spent, I'm going to say, you know, at least $250 on this character. And he's not even life-changing. He's not even game-changing. And I think about all the other games that I have, you know, that I have that I spent $250. I, I haven't spent $250 on most Xbox games or PlayStation games. Um, and the amount of hours I get for it, I think about um, my, one of my favorite games right now is uh, Days Gone, and it has been for a while now. I spent that, got the original game. I think it was on sale for thirty nine ninety nine. I have spent hours and hours and hours playing this game, uh, New Game Plus three times, and just continuing to play over and over again. I think about that and. I spent at least, and I think it's probably more than that, $250 on Beskar armor, and I can't really even, <laughs> if I pick it up, uh, like right now, right? I've done everything for the day. I can't use them. I literally can't can't use them. So, man, I will say that, you know, I have decided that I am strictly going to be free to play. Any type of mobile game, I am basically going to go through and switch to free to play, and really have to find a way to find the patience um, 
to be able to not just hurry through. Because what I'm finding is that it doesn't matter how much money I spend into it, I'm still not any better than really where I was. And I mean, I I feel like I'm I'm pretty decent at it, you know. So um, the guild I I go into is actually pretty good too. Um, but at the end of the day, I still am not any farther. So I've decided to do a no spend uh, pledge, I guess. You know, I'm not sure what it is, but you know, I'm lucky enough not really to have you know a lot of debt or anything like that. But still, I got a one credit card that's just me, that's not my wife's, that's just mine that I use for you know different types of things. And so I've kind of racked up a little bit more than I'd like. Um, you know, not enough to to make it to where I feel like I I'm gonna get in trouble, but still not enough to where I wanna tell my wife how much it is. Um, but I've decided I'm gonna go through and not spend any money. So I thought what would be fun is that as I'm doing this podcast, I am going to go through and do a yearly, daily. I don't know, just basically a check-in. This is going to be my accountability podcast as well. Um, so whenever I'm going to want to go through and spend some money, I'm going to podcast. And so I'm going to talk about it. And then I'm going to go from there. So it could be extremely boring for you guys, but I do want to you know, talk about this because I bet there's other people too that are dealing with uh, spending some money on, on mobile games um, and not really at the end feeling like it. Uh, it's it actually matters. So, like I said, this is the step one, day one. I'm going to admit I have a mobile uh, gaming addiction uh, for not being free to play, adding to it. So, but you know, obviously with that, I still want to play these games. You know, Marvel Strike Force, friend of mine actually has now started to play as well, and I think we're having a good time. And I have spent money on that, not as much. Um, I believe I spent like nineteen ninety nine to get kind of like that first pack. And then I think, no, I think I'm I'm still over $100 for Marvel Strike Force 2. Um, and I, I think in the end, it's it really doesn't get me much. I end up getting Colossus, and I think that's even worse, because at least in Star Wars, if you get a character they give you an opportunity to kind of unlock them through grinding and um, you know kind of doing your dailies but I think in Marvel Strike Force the only way you can get some of these characters is by going through and actually getting these orbs which in the end not everybody can get including myself so that's kind of kind of interesting so between the two like I said it is enough to make it to where I'm pretty confident that my wife would punch me in the face if she knew how much money I spent but again, it is not anywhere close to some of the whales or krakens. But you know, I've decided, like I said, to make this this pledge, this this decision. And so, what I also decided to do is go back and look at some of the games that I currently have. And I'm I'm actually pretty surprised on how many I do have, um, and then how many have I beaten? How many have I gone through and haven't done anything, you know, with and man I, I I pulled up Witcher 3 and I have bought that game twice but once you know when it first came out so what that's $59 and then I went through and got it again because I think I traded it in and I bought it for really cheap and uh, I said I'm gonna beat Witcher 3 and then Henry Cavill came out with Witcher 3 in Netflix and it got me going I played it for a while but then I just stopped you know I just didn't get that desire to do it 
Same thing, and I was looking at it with GTA 5. I mean, there's so many people playing this game, and, you know, I originally bought it for the 360, and then upgraded it to the uh, PlayStation, actually for the Xbox One, but I still have not gone through and finished it. And so, I'm thinking here, I just got to problem with being impatient why i just don't understand that so i've decided to look through make a list of every single game that i have you know and take some time each day each week you know to kind of work towards that to feel better about it and i've um been a huge fan of ernest klein and for ready player one and of course ready player two came out and so i'm trying to come up with some type of reward system almost to get it to where I can start playing some of these games that I just haven't played in a while and so I think about in the Oasis you know leveling up those type of things like I am that nerdy person that will make an Excel uh, that tracks almost anything so when it comes to mobile games with Star Wars I have an Excel basically on how much energy I'm going to use to go through and actually level up each character how long it's going to take me what the average is and etc that's just who I am so um, for me to go through and actually make a uh, spreadsheet on exactly kind of coming up with like a task or like you know like achievements per se for some of these games it's not out of the not out of the picture here, so that's going to be something I'm going to continue to work on too. But, but Witcher Three, GTA, those are my two games that I have to beat. I just have to. Like I don't know why, and I know The Witcher Three is like one of the longest, greatest games. It is so enjoyable to play it, but for some reason, I, I can't even explain it. It's almost like, you know. Uh, basically like I have so many games and so many things in front of me that I look at it and I almost get like this eh, I don't want to watch that one I don't want to do this one I don't want to do that one I do the same thing with movies too like I got so many movies where you know I'll look at them and I'm like I can watch this one nah I don't feel like it like what is wrong with that like I have so many different games that I you know that I could play I just need to go off and do it so so I'm gonna try to come up with something I'm gonna do with that to get me kinda to go but one game, though, I have been playing, and I just actually beat today, um, is going to be Monster Sanctuary. And I've been a huge Pokemon fan for years, and for some reason, uh, I've kind of gotten away a little bit from Pokemon just because I thought the new games were great on the Switch. But after a while, you know, there's only a set amount of you can do. Um, but now with Monster Sanctuary, it really feels like it's a you know, Pokemon slash, like, D&D slash, like, even Star Wars, Galaxy of Hero type of thing, because, you know, um, in Pokemon, you really don't have to level up per se when it comes to, like, critical attack or critical damage. You know, there's not equipment, there's not, not that type of stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of strategy involved, but it's not really about developing them in a in a way that's other than just continue to battle 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 and of course if you're decent at it then effort values values or ivs those type of things to where you know you're battling set type of uh you know characters and pokemon or uh to level up those stats but in this game it really is uh you have monsters which again pocket monsters same thing as pokemon and you're leveling them up but it only goes to level 40 and in the end, 
you could have a level 40 going against a champion that feels like they're level 100 and you have to do more you have to have better uh, strategic planning to determine what's going to work for these characters and these these champions and so it's really enjoyable i've i've had a i've had a blast with it like i said i'm to the end game now and i'm still trying to work through exactly how to get the some of these characters up to um or have the right type of buffs or critical uh, you know, damage to be able to take out some of these. Because that's really what I'm finding is that with these characters, it really is. There's three main things. You have a healer, which is basically going to be giving shields, cleansing, you know, doing those type of things. Then you have critical attacks, and then you have debuffs. And for some cases, the debuff characters are just almost like godlike, and as you can get the debuffs going, it really, you know, ends up, you know, just making a domino effect, and you can take on these characters really nice and easy. So it's it's kind of exciting, and then it has even the RPG level level things of where, uh, say, you have like a sword, and so the sword is called summoning sword and it has some stats to it you have to then go and battle these these creatures to be able to get some type of items to level up the equipment so it really scratches a lot of those itches and then lastly it is a um, you know platformer game so you actually have that as well so you're searching through these levels and there's a lot of you know redoing and going back so it's actually a really enjoyable game so I've enjoyed it a lot um, so yeah, if you get a chance, go through Monster Sanctuary. It's actually going to be part of the Game Pass, which I won't lie, I'm actually pretty fortunate right now. So a friend of mine and I, we share Xboxes, and uh, meaning like sharing uh, his is my home, and then his is uh, uh, you know vice versa. So that means that since he has Game Pass, I can use Game Pass, he can use Game Pass, which is kind of nice. Um, and then we do the same thing with Xbox Live. Honestly, he's he's pulling the weight on him from right now, but um, he's gone through and he has done that, and it's great, so Monster Sanctuary is on there. So, like I said, I'm going to take advantage of that for sure. So, moving on, another game that I've been playing a little bit as well is Rocket League. And let's just say I'm not very good at it. And I feel like I'm pretty decent at video games, and I'm really good at sports games. Uh, I have good, uh, you know, technique normally. I am pretty good when it comes to timing. But I feel like I'm pretty much trash for Rocket League. And, of course, you're playing against all these people that feel like they've been playing forever, and they are able to fly and go on the walls, and, oh, my gosh, it's just it's just pretty crazy and, and again you know people are listening to this going yeah rocket league it's been out for a long time well i it hasn't been for me but a friend of mine i think he's level like 670 or something and i'm like 15 or 16 and so you know my kids now are starting to play it so you know i'm getting into it and i'm just really impressed with how good people get with these games and maybe i just don't have the time to go through and play as much as I used to, so I think maybe that's what it is, or maybe now that I've gotten older, I don't have that ability just to grind um, as much as I used to, and so, I mean, I can remember finishing a full 162 game, you know, baseball season, so uh, I just don't do that anymore, but still, Rocket League, I'm telling you, it is bad i mean my timing it's like the ball itself i don't know how many times in a match i will go through and i'll just barely miss it and 
it's one of those things where as like I could play for an hour, two hours or so. At the end of the two hours, it feels like it's getting worse. Like I think I would get better, but I, I'm just not getting better. So <laughs> I I guess it is what it is. A friend of mine, he still continues to play with me. So um, I think at this point, he'd probably play with any random person that actually had a pulse. Um, but still, I'm going through and, and definitely doing that. Man, speaking of another grind game, um, I'm pretty surprised with this, but Marble Alliance 3. And again, I, I'm going through some of these games that I haven't played in a while just because I spent the money on it. Why not just go through and play it again? But Marble Alliance 3 for the Switch came out. It's probably been about a year at least. And I got through the first story. I thought they did a really good job with the story. It's really cool. It's the Infinity Stones. Um, I worked my tail off to be able to get uh, Thanos. And then they went through and released some downloadable content. And of course, I had to have that too. But one thing I realized is that the downloadable content is meant for people that have already kind of leveled up all these characters. And they have a good chunk of them. And I won't lie, because of Marvel Strike Force, I'm kind of going through and a lot of the same characters are in this game so i thought man it'd be nice to actually to collect some of these since they're being such a hard time for me to do it in strike force and so i've been playing this a little bit again and man i'm telling you what it is a grind they do not make it easy for you to go through and get xp but i'm watching some videos online about you know collecting and just grinding and finding these dis different uh um, you know items that allow you to to raise your XP, but man, this is I'm I think I ended up playing for two hours and I really barely did anything. I just kept on replaying the same mission over and over and over again. And I did get obviously you know better as a whole. Um, I think my characters are roughly right around 120ish, and not all of them, only my main four. But I'm looking at some of them where you know Fantastic Four came out. They're still bottom tier. I mean, I think they're like level 20s to 30s. And I bet if I went through and, and leveled every single character, I would have to play for, you know, at least a year practically to get them up to the top level, which is 250. And it just, I don't know, it's not worth it. Um, which brings me to kind of that point is these games are so grindy now. And again, another game that I wasted so money on is going to be the Marvel... Uh, game on the PS4 same thing I mean I beat the story the story was fun then they want you to basically just replay the same missions over and over and over and over again and there's just no reason for it so I'm not sure why with Marvel Alliance and in really a lot of Marvel games right now where the whole point of the game is just to grind so I guess it just just doesn't make a lot of sense to me so um, you know I guess it is what it is with it. I'm just going to continue to try to grind as much as I can because I spent the money on it. It's time to play it. So last thing I want to talk about today is, is actually going to be Ready Player Two. Um, I made a podcast a little bit about Armada not too long ago, and I have read Ready Player Two, and then now I'm actually listening to it on Audible. And again, I said earlier that I am a huge fan 
of Ernest Klein, and I really do think this book is just spectacular. Uh, again, there's a, there's a few things in it, just like with every book, every movie, every video game, I don't care what it is, there's going to be things that you're not going to like and that just don't make sense to you, but you just got to move past it, you know, and so, and just see what it is, but, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to wonder which of the two books are better for me when it comes to Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. I just, I really enjoy, um, I just really enjoy this series. And I think about kind of myself and how I grew up compared to how, you know, it is for Wade and how a lot of us that play video games really do have that escapism, you know, and so uh, growing up was kind of unique for me, wasn't the greatest experience in life. I was, you know, I am not going to write any books on it or anything like that, but, you know, I think about playing video games and sitting in front of this small TV uh, playing Lion King, which is by far the first game I ever beat. Um, I'm sitting there playing that and life's going on around me, but I don't care. I'm just enjoying it and I'm watching, uh, you know, watching myself go through jump from lion, lion to, to monkey and the monkey's throwing me all this. I just, you know, it's just enjoyable. And so being that person, being that nerdy person that grew up with that escapism, you know, these books are just so great. And then I also too, have always had this thing where, you know, I'm pretty fortunate in life, I, great life, uh, awesome wife, awesome kids, house, you know, great job, you know, but I've always had that, you know, if you had three wishes mentality, that that Aladdin, you know, genie uh, scenario, and that's what I almost think that Ready Player 2 and Ready Player 1 really go into, is that, you know, this is a, a kid that had nothing that used escapism to get, uh, to get by through life then all of a sudden ends up being a multi-billionaire and having being all powerful when it comes to the oasis so it's so something that basically i've been writing in my head for years so that's why for me it's great and so it's great going into it and i have said great like 12 times but i can't you know think of any other term for it but you know, you go back into it now, Wade and Samantha, you know, are kind of just having this uniqueness, so I won't do too much spoilers if you haven't lis listened or read it, but it's just a really good book, and, you know, Wade go through and, and he gets everything he wants, and he wins the, you know, he wins the, the challenge, gets the Easter egg, and then all of a sudden, shit hits the fan again, and of course, that's just how every book is, but in this one... It really has a good, you know, a good message on, you know, basically Halliday. And he's kind of this unique character throughout the whole thing. But, you know, he kind of learns to be human in this. And the first book, you really, it seems like um, Ernest uh, Klein just really made it to where almost he was just this computer, this, you know, really kind of mean, awkward individual. And then in the second book, he really does make it to where, you know, you kind of start feeling, getting that feeling for for him by the end. And of course, and there's other things that happen in it too when it comes to, you know, making uh, AI. But, you know, it just, it's so good in so many different levels. And there was one, uh, one section of it to where, uh, Wade goes through and he loses his mom because uh, she uh, overdoses on drugs because she just wants to get rid of the world. Um, and that happened when he was a pretty young kid and he actually finds her and it's pretty traumatic. Well, in the book, they go through to uh, 
um, Halcedonia, which is this, you know, kids learning uh, planet, and he has to go into this treehouse, and the treehouse is where he actually went through, you know, and spent all the time with his mom, and it's just, it's so powerful, because you can feel the emotion, and Ernest does such a great job of making you feel that, but then also, too, you know, there's something with that with all of us in some ways, you know, and, um, you know, I can't say that, you know, my parents have always been uh, unique, right? So they've always been kind of unique, and so I can kind of see some of that in there. Um, you know, my parents dealt with drugs and, and addiction and those type of things as well. So it just, I don't know, I almost feel like this book was kind of wrote in a way for me, and so... That's not going to be with every person, but again, it's 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 pretty cool. So I'm going to continue to 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 listen to that. I only get a few. I don't, my drive is a lot shorter than it used to be, so my my uh, listening pleasure is just a little bit down. So so like I said, this is going to be one of those things where I think every single time that I think about wanting to spend money on Marvel Strike Force or Star Wars Galaxy of Hero, I've decided I'm going to think about podcasting. And I'm going to think about the what, 1,200 games that I haven't played um, that I've spent money on. And like I said, I I won't lie. You know, I think we all have some issues with addiction in some ways. Luckily, mine doesn't go into my bloodstream or anything like that. But mobile games i'm telling you that that free to play that money grab that impatience that they go through and they just foster to go through and just take your money um i'm gonna find a way to break that and so hopefully you guys can enjoy the journey with me and i can go through and uh be consistent with my podcast because I do think that there's going to be almost on a daily basis, all of a sudden these pop-ups come up. I'm going to be like, i got to spend my money on that. So I'm going to think about it. So I want to appreciate it. Again, if you get a chance, uh, check out the uh, Monster Sanctuary. Great game. Really, really good game. And then again, to go out and pick up Ready Player 2. Um, give some money to Ernest Klein. I think he's definitely doing well for himself now but it's enjoyable so thank you for listening to this one man podcast about some guy rambling about enjoying some games and spending too much money on mobile games that don't get you anything i think what did what did i call it i call them uh it's it's basically like a prostitute because in the end you spend the money on what you get you only feel good for a moment and then guess what it's not enjoyable. So, and then you have to deal with the repercussions. So, help me through this journal journey. Help me save some money. And until next time, have a great night. Goodbye.